To the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I'm Lizzie, and I am Brian. Yeah, it's not that great of an edit. Um, again, it has been a chaotic month here. We'll eventually get Brian back on these intros someday. But for now, it's just me, just to give you our basic intro, our basic rundown. Well, today we're talking with our friend Carlo. We did this off stream. Um, and it was such a great free-flowing conversation. We loved talking with him. Big MGK vibes energy um, with the music that he's been putting out. So if you're into it, definitely go check it out. But just make sure you can always give us your feedback. Harsh critiques, maybe. Only at the 100 Gex show, though. Over on Twitter at X Emo Social Club X and on TikTok at the same thing. Um, if you want to give nice critiques, go on over to Instagram at Emo Social Club and uh, give us, you know, give us your hot, your hot takes over there. You know, just the usual. Kind of Facebook, I guess. Otherwise, go join our Discord. Um, we have a huge community there and we're so lucky to have everybody who's in there talking, chatting, doing show plans and meetups. It's a good time. It's a fun time. Uh, consider joining if you would. Link in all of our link trees and bios across our social medias for that. Otherwise, make sure to be hopping on and snagging some merch. We just restocked our glitch shirts. So make sure to head on over to emosocialclub.com slash store to cop one of those. And I'll send those like right out to you. And you'll be looking super fresh for the spooky season. And you can wear it to all your family gatherings too for the upcoming holidays. I know I digress. We're not going to get too into that. I know it can be kind of meh. But so with that, we're just going to jump right into this interview with our new friend, Carlo. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live, not on this one though, from EmoSocialClub.tv, I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening with our new friend, Carlo. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Chicago, but not anymore, I guess. No, uh, so Chicago my entire life, and mm. then a few months ago, I shipped out west, and now I'm working out of Denver, Colorado. Um, had to see some new sites, meet some new people, um, but girlfriend was living out here, kind of did the whole long distance thing for a little mm. bit, and then, no, she was the right alibi, it was the right time, <laughs> I needed some, yeah, she, I needed some new inspiration, and kind of sure. musically with, you know, Chicago is a city of culture, it's a city of artists, it's a city of a lot of ongoing moving parts so kind of finding new inspiration in the new place was something that i was longing to do i just didn't really know how to get there um so yeah now working out of denver colorado um but it, you said uh band but yes solo artist uh so i'm a multi-instrumentalist uh as well as an engineer and a producer um welcome to the the bedroom studio <laughs> at the current moment um but it's just me so carlo uh, that's actually my middle name. That's where my alias comes from. Um, but that is me, myself, I. Um, and I have some friends who, you know, kind of help me out here and there. But for the most part, it's it's all me, self-produced and all that. We did have friend of the pod, Nina. Nina. Talking, I mean... talking to us about you <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and texting and emailing and all that. So 
uh, Nina telling me in person, and I said, "Okay, person. let's go." <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. I hope she ta- only told you guys good things. <laughs> she did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she I, did. Actually, it was we, funny. We were she... at a we were at Emporium Bar after yeah. Riot Fest, and she was like, "Hey, <laughs> oh, she texted me. She's like, did you get this email?" Like, and I said, "Yeah, yeah." We were trying to bully everybody to come to Emporium that night. It kind of half worked. Yeah, I literally almost because I was living in Wicker Park at the time, so mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't that far away. So I was almost there. She almost got <laughs> this close, <laughs> this close to meeting you in person, and not mm-hmm. just over the internet. When so she did send over, ah, oh, it's all good. When she did send over the uh, the promo photos, though, I was like, yeah, I know that skate park. I know that. Oh, <laughs> good old Logan. Oh, I miss it. I miss yeah. it for sure. It's one of those like Chicago things where you're like, oh, I know where that is. And, like you mm-hmm. just see it, and you're like immediately like, like I that's feel why like... the, we had to do the promo. We had to do the music video there. I knew that. I was moving out to Denver and, you know, not to get into it too early, but like, I wanted that to be a staple part. You know, you watch that, my music video for it. And it's like, that's Chicago, you know? Mm-hmm. I was about to say, like, you have like this, like, this is Chicago. This is my hometown. This is my stomping ground. But then mm-hmm. you also had like this big discount for cutie energy. Whereas like, if you feel like a tourist in the city you were born in, it's time to go. And then you just like leave. And I'm like, that's like my first thought, but that's <laughs> just me being me. But mm-hmm. I find it really interesting that it's still like I still want to like pay homage to mm-hmm. where I'm from, even though now I'm over here in a different state, you know, just kind of absorbing everything. Yeah. So, I mean, the music video concept as I was writing treatments and trying to figure out, OK, how do I kind of present myself and kind of this rebrand that I'm going through as an artist right now Um and it was like before i leave this city that has created who i am as an artist let me you know put those staple things that you know selfishly enough when i watch it it's gonna kind of give me that home sentiment you know it's gonna make me feel like i'm walking down milwaukee it makes me feel (laughs) like you know i can go to lakeshore drive on my off days and go to the beaches or whatever you know what i mean um so i think that it was a it was a fun concept too because it was so like we had drawn out like let's do a super simple kind of day in the life uh video and kind of shoot it through that perspective and not worry about about you know post-production and all the effects and shit just let's do it straightforward let's just do it you know how bands used to kind of do it but it's just gonna be me you know (laughs) um but it's good you know it it, i watch it it reminds me of chicago i love chicago always will but so we always have this thing where everybody from chicago like if, if you want them to to like you all you have to do is be like oh yeah i love chicago and you're like all right we're cool and obviously like people from here obviously are, are very much like that but mm-hmm. you know when when we talk about pop punk kids leaving their hometown or like i hate this town i did shit. it i did yeah, it guys <laughs> we I left feel, we finally got out yeah i feel like a lot of that is uh kind of for smaller towns i guess like I mean, well, the, sure. the one the one that we always think of is uh, uh, a day to remember from Ocala. Ocala, yeah. yeah. So it's Something like okay, like I can kind of see why you would want to leave like a, a smaller town in Florida or a smaller city in Florida, move into oh, a bigger space, or like just just travel and go other other locations. But Chicago seems like one of those places that is still like I'm cool staying here. You know, like for most people, I think it's like yeah, I'm cool being here. It's all right. I a thousand percent agree with that statement. Like why leave Chicago? You Mm -hmm. know, it's got, I I think it's got some of the best food. It's got some of the best music, the best entertainment that you can find in a big city like that. 
Um, and like my family's from there. I wasn't born in Chicago. I was actually born in the Philippines and then adopted, came over to Chicago. Mm -hmm. But like, with that being said, I mean, that's still my home. Um, so I, I feel that like, why would you want to leave all of that and abandon that and go to, you know, ever since I've been in Denver, you know, you feel that difference, right? The city is a lot smaller. The pace is a lot slower. Um, people, at least from what I've gathered are a little bit more open-minded out here. Right. Um, but I don't know. I think also the reverse effect of wanting to leave and go to a place that is kind of like that. So I could find, I, I kind of have to force myself to find inspiration because I can't at every turn of the corner, find that on the street. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's almost kind of the reverse effect of like, let me kind of isolate a little bit and not have all this noise fucking going on in my head to try and see what I can do. And since, you know, it's only been a few months, but since I've been able to step away from Chicago and the city, it's been, you know, it's been a lot of fun. I'm in a good place. I'm in a good spot. Um, so thumbs up all around. <laughs> Still love Chicago though. Yeah. I, I've, I've had some struggles with like, cause I, I want to do more like videography and photography and I, I watch all these YouTubers and it like, it, it interests me, but everybody I see is like, here's this idyllic mountain range. And I'm like, let me look outside. Oh fuck. It's just fucking nothing. Like there's yeah. nothing here. So I'm like, oh, let me go take pictures of these buildings. And I'm like, this is not inspirational to me at all. <laughs> like, yep. like I'm not going to take architecture photos or like you know sunsets in the city it's like no it's kind of done that's not really my interest but yeah. like yeah it's like i need to move i need to go somewhere like that but i'm also chicago like, has out. its restrictions right yeah I mean, yeah i mean you've got cities you've got you know you've got other cities and you've got the tall buildings and obviously like chicago being large you have a lot of different people in one space you have a lot of different things you can do but you also are like it's a city it's it's you know similar to new york it's similar to uh, Milwaukee, it's similar to St. Louis. Well, like I will say Milwaukee isn't as similar or that close at all to Chicago. <laughs> when I went up there, I was like, damn, yikes. Milwaukee's you gotten leave up better, here? but yeah, Milwaukee's gotten better, but it still wouldn't be my top five <laughs> list of cities I yeah. I'm dying to visit. You know? Yeah, but I'm not throwing like it up that. there. It's like, oh, a concert's coming through. I guess I'll drive the hour to go to that concert at the rave but i'm not like yeah, right it's like eagles oh, ballroom here we come yeah <laughs> oh, let me look at apartments in the area no no thank you <laughs> no 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 that's suburban living right there <laughs> so with your song kiss the concrete obviously you said you want to uh have <coughs> a lot of that chicago influence in there but where mm -hmm. with your rebranding like you had mentioned where did you come up with this like kind of i guess a newer music because i was listening to some of the, your other tracks and you have some stuff that's more acoustic song singer song right a little bit more like alt inspired but then you also have stuff that's a little bit more rap centric and we've yeah. seen that kind of merge together a lot more recently obviously in the mainstream with you know either radio play or just artists coming out on soundcloud when was the big jumping point off for you to say i need to switch it up um I think it was kind of like the inception of my artistry. Like I, I knew, so I played in bands my entire life and like, uh, you know, I went on tour, I did the whole band shit. And, you know, as I kind of started to get a little bit older, it's hard to get band practice together. We're <laughs> sure fucking is. adults. We sure have jobs, <laughs> you know, and like, I, not hating on anybody who's doing it right now, but like, cause I'm in that same position, but like, 
grinding an extra whatever hours I have a week to go play at a bar in front of maybe 12 people doesn't sound fun, you know, mm. when I'm bending over backwards. But that's also part of the grind and part of being an artist, right? Sure. There's nothing wrong with that. But it was just easier for me where I was at at the time to just say you know what fuck it i just miss playing live let me just kind of do my own solo thing there were a lot of artists i was working with in chicago who kind of gave me that little push and inspired me to say let me start carlo you know i'll brand myself as that and i'll just write kind of a ton of songs that would allow me to at least have a set list to play live right um and so that baseline music was all kind of r&b and kind of trap inspired um as a engineer i worked with a lot of rappers uh in chicago a lot of kind of i guess hip-hop artists uh genre as a whole so like that is also a very big part of my artistry so the step away from that was i don't know i'd say within the last year kind of realizing that as fun as this is this isn't really authentic to who i am as a person you know, like I, I could rap about fucking bitches and getting money with all these traditional tattoos and people like wouldn't get it. Like I'm brown <laughs> to begin with. So it's kind of just a mind fuck of like, OK, what's re- kind of really going on here? Um, and so but same shit with pop punk, though, you know, like I grew up in primarily like heavy, like metal, like rock, pop punk bands like that. Like that's my background and my core and kind of like what I know with playing with bands and shit. So within the last year, a light switch kind of flipped on where i was like you know what these are my roots this is what i enjoy doing so let me just kind of make this my image moving forward because it's definitely a lot more in line with what i want to do as an artist the music that i enjoy playing and writing you know like i'm a, i'm gonna be a sappy pop punk emo kid at heart like for forever <laughs> and so it's like you know i got that shit inked <laughs> into my body like why am i running away from that and like, I don't want to give too much credit to, you know, MGK, but that whole movement, <laughs> we all saw it, you know, that kind of like, oh shit, take it to my downfall came out. You're a shit rapper. So, but you make great <laughs> pop- hey, hand of God. It's not my favorite, but respect to you and your hustle. Glad you did a genre change up. Cause I think it's a lot more strategic, yeah. I would say. Um, so kind of with that and seeing that, okay, people are actually going back. I feel like I'm 27. So my kind of age demographic and kind of five plus or minus who kind of grew up with Fall Out Boy, who grew up with, you know, the the purest form of pop punk and, you know, all time low a day to remember those bands that, you know, I would still go see today that seeing those fans kind of reemerge and that music genre kind of get recycled. It's like, it's a no brainer. It's kind of where I'm at, what I enjoy doing. So yeah, I'd say in the long winded uh, explanation about within the last year, I kind of made that change up. Yeah, I think we've seen a lot of like, I mean, we talk a lot about MGK just because it's so like of the time we, right now. Like, like we <laughs> also say crazy, too, though? we, we don't like MGK the artist. We love yes. tickets to my downfall by MGK. Yeah, we love. Can, tickets I, can to I, my I get downfall. a camera high yeah. five? Let's go. <laughs> we care oh about tickets to my downfall. We don't. It's like MGK is like, the artist were playing we, it. Okay. Were that we album at was the so Riot Fest set? Yeah, of course. That we album, were. like, I kind of get lost like seven eight tracks in mm-hmm. like world war ii comes on and i'm like yeah i can next album kind of but like the front half of that album is so strongly composed and well produced and just as a record what it stands for like 
man, that's like full tens. I couldn't get it off repeat. Yeah. And like I, I wasn't the biggest fan of uh, him rapping and like, you know, everyone's got their own palette, but yeah, I didn't listen to MGK as a rapper, but as soon as he dropped that shit, my, I was all ears. So. <laughs> Once your friends start going like, dude, have you heard this new MGK pop punk song? Yeah, and it's like, fuck? why are you saying all of these words that don't go together to me? <laughs> this isn't a sentence, man. But then you listen the other to sentence like, uh, that doesn't go together is MGK covering Swing Life Away by Rise Against. Yeah. That also does not go Bro, together. Oh, shit. Yeah, when he dropped that with the uh, Kellen Quinn, Quinn. Yeah. yeah, the original one. I remember watching that video. It, it dropped in what, like 2012, 2013. Yeah, so, like, it, it wasn't mm, that recently. No, I it's feel. old, but he should have known better even then. <laughs> <laughs> he should, yeah, I remember watching it said, and being really confused. I was like, I don't. <sighs> it's. It's, yeah, same shit. It, it's like, you know, I loved the rapping of Rise Against that you just covered in in this. You know, Tim McIlrath really, uh, Tim McIlrath sick like rhymes, you know? Yeah. It's like, dude. And he's got, like, the little kid with, like, the snapback yeah. singing vocal. Yeah. And it was, yeah, I didn't get it either. Guys, so. it's same the American book. dream, okay? Listen. Yeah. It's, the The really <laughs> sad thing is, is, like, uh, because of the, the 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 beef and all that that was happening a couple weeks ago, which you know, fuck that. But the all the beef people were like, you know, he actually did have like really big selling records. Like he was like top five on Billboard with one of them uh, mm -hmm. on the hip hop charts. He was always really high, and so everybody's like, yeah, he like switched to genres because he's not good. It's like yeah. he was successful. Like I don't like it. It's not for me. But like people were buying it and uh i don't know if that same i don't know if that same crowd followed him over like moving from uh the hip-hop to rock i don't know if that works but i do feel like uh and this is kind of leading into another question or another uh get your thoughts on this but it's like because of artists like mgk because of artists um especially artists who are not heterosexual straight white men you know like just uh just the scene in general uh, as it has been people who look different people from different backgrounds people bringing different ideas into it i think that especially in rock music the genre has kind of become more malleable uh letting in more like electronic drums letting in more individual artists rather than bands we're not so worried about like well mgk is just one guy or Panic mm. of the Disco is now just one guy, and I will fight to my death that it doesn't matter. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, I bet. I bet. Doesn't matter. Uh, I bet. But there are there is this like change within the rock genre that's been kind of ongoing. So like being an independent name, you know, not having a full band uh, as part of the writing process, having more people invited to do the writing in the studio, and then just like uh -huh. going on tour and having your group is like that's more the norm now it seems uh specifically with you know the umbrella of pop punk or you just at, you said rock i think rock in general i do think like right now it's it's more focused on pop punk i do think there's like the contingency of, of butt rock that's like that's always going to be really big butt rock. contingency of butt rock is uh my other band name side note side note i love butt rocks <laughs> it's really it's real people it's hate on butt rock but like if i had like creed mm -hmm. like <laughs> fucking nickelback and like five finger death punch on the same bill i'd go to that show when five, I, I when five finger, it, but i'd go Fuck when it. five finger <laughs> death punch was at the mtv music awards this past year i was stunned i immediately texted Brian. i said yo bestie 
guess who's here with MGK? I don't understand. But there's playing, like, you know, Rock on the Range and other big festivals yeah. like that. Also, I was unaware that Three Days Grace was technically butt rock up until yes. this year because oh, I just thought sure. it was emo. No. Three you Days are. Grace is fantastic, though. I mean, like, when you listen to everything, I'm like, wow, that really hits me. And somebody alerted me that it's not. And I've been in, like, a disarray state. Yeah. <laughs> Three-piece Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> oh, God. Breaking Benjamin's another one of those bands so where good. it's like... You, you can't you can't hate it i remember when i got saturated in like seventh yep. grade sixth or seventh grade and i was like holy fuck this album slaps it's so good and then you get older and everyone starts to hating and you know it is what it is i've always st- i've always stood true i've always said i don't care whatever you like to listen to whether it's you know this or that you like what you like yep you know so oh look um, yeah i'm on board with that uh Knowing that, like, that is, like, the biggest form of rock music and pop punk has always been sort of, like, the underground or it's been, uh, uh, you know, oh, I don't like that and I don't like, uh, like, when I was growing up, it was, like, I don't like uh, this, like, mainstream rock. I don't like hip-hop. I don't like pop. It's all too popular. It's too mainstream. All I like is, like, this stuff is underground. It's kids that are making it in their basements and, and playing at the local venues and, like, it's that scene in that community uh i feel like that is kind of changing where people are like no i just like music i like all kinds of stuff and even if i'm like playing in a basement i still want to have like trap drums in my music <laughs> yeah i mean i 100 percent agree i think that the landscape of music is always going to change it's going to evolve there'll be things and genres that recycle after a, a certain amount of time um but it's like you know with pop punk kind of being like the forefront and what I see kind of piggybacking off of what you said is kind of like the main forefront, but it used to kind of be underground and something that, you know, kids would relate to to rebel against their parents or how they were feeling or the, you know, the simplest mm-hmm. shit. I always think of simple plan, you know, like just you listen to a simple plan song. It's like, I fucking feel you, man. Like I get that <laughs> yeah. a thousand percent. Welcome to my life. Welcome. Yeah. To all welcome to my lives. life. You know, like that's, <laughs> oh that's, God. that's what I felt. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's malleable. It's changing. There's uh, so many cool things happening in music right now where I don't think, I think the traditional line of what the boundaries used to be to dictate what makes a band are so, again, malleable. It's a great word to describe it because mm-hmm. as an artist, you know, I'm very fortunate enough to have made connections through playing with bands where I can kind of handpick who I would choose in my live band also with people that I've met on the way up. But like, you know, I don't think it, I necessarily have to include that part because I think that with my artistry and the way that I'm doing it right now and where I want to go, like I can kind of just, I can do all my pre-pro like here in my studio. Right. And then if I want to, it's like, hit up one of my guitarists or bring in a songwriter and say, you know, what do you think of this? You know, I I always like to have a second, third, fourth pair of ears, eyes, whatever on my prop, like all the products that I put out because it's important to me as an artist to get that feedback with my own kind of, how do I want to put this kind of my own flair in mind, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm, I've always been up for collaborating uh, with other people um but i think being a solo artist in this day and age and where music's going like i i think it's great i love it uh 
I think it's it's works better for me and what I'm doing out here uh, with everything that's kind of going on. And also with COVID and this pandemic, I couldn't imagine trying to be in like a five piece band. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Like getting that <laughs> together. Like I'm actually very blessed. Hallelujah. That I'm a solo <laughs> artist right now because I don't need other people it's it was the reliability that was super nice once i stepped away from playing in bands where it was like i don't have to worry about someone sleeping in till 3 a.m or mm. 3 p.m you know on the weekends when we're supposed <laughs> to be rehearsing um so yeah i don't know it's great it's awesome um but i i do miss playing in that setting so it's kind of like a i love it but i also kind of hate it i miss being in a loud room and sure you know, wheeling up my half stack into the band van and all that shit. So <laughs> you're describing all the shit that I hated. I, I hated am... loading, unloading, like all of that shit. Yeah. yeah. I also am literally that guy right now who uh, I had to tell my band that I can't practice tomorrow night because I thought I was leaving on Thursday, but I'm actually leaving tomorrow. And then so... Brian, someone goes out of town and then yeah. I fucking go, I go up a wall. Yep. I'm like, yeah, I was like, sorry guys. Can't meet tomorrow. Do something without me. Bye. <laughs> I mean, you do like a Zoom, right? Band oh, practice on Zoom and shit. I have, I have no faith in any of oh them figuring that out or doing it in a good way. They said that, uh, like, for a while there, they were able to do through FaceTime. They were doing like guitar, like just strings practice. So they'd have the guitars playing that way. And they were like, yeah, that actually works pretty well. And I'm like, cool that'll be all you do then just have that yeah, i was gonna like, say man. i'll meet up with it. you once a month and like sing because like we're a we're an emo pop on cover band like i know this shit you don't need that's me. hard as fuck yeah you don't need me I, i'll just show up man <laughs> oh this this is a panic at the disco all right cool i got it one two three yeah, all right go right you know and i don't have to lift shit well that's <laughs> you don't fun have to play red hot chili pepper dude yeah thank god i don't have to lift or play red hot chili peppers why you don't like red hot chili peppers i so here <laughs> do you group in with butt rock no and the thing is oh like, my god i i don't i do not hate red hot chili peppers there are a lot of songs by red hot chili peppers i like i have liked i respect i can listen to um i think that i've just been doing it for so long that i'm just like dude fuck this <laughs> like this is like like fuck all of this fuck fuck anthony kiedis is just random words fuck this like ridiculous well, what do you play let's, let's go from there what do you play what's your I, instrument i just sing i only sing. Oh, okay you sing yeah so there. and then i'm like <laughs> I, i'm like we did uh this is not a basis all fucking oh, yeah, parts. Well, well they're the ones who want to play it like that's that's my issue is the only people who want to play red hot chili peppers are the ones who want to play the riffs and the drum beats and all that they're they're fine with it meanwhile i'm like dude anthony kiedis is not fun to to replicate it's just not fun for me at all so you could you could have really just said literally anything and yeah, we would have accepted it i did as the last show we did. No, you I did. I forgot. I, I was all there. The you didn't remember. <laughs> and I'm like, it doesn't you matter. You forgot the words, but it's red hot chili yeah. peppers, and you can. So nobody knows made it. Them up. Yeah. Made them up. My my friend who came with me, she was like, "Yo, does does Brian know the words?" And I said, "Do you know the words to red hot to this red hot chili peppers?" She's like, "No, not really." But I just want to know if he did. I said, "Ah, it's enough." Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you sounded good and people had fun, that's all that matters. Right? We were we were the first band of a day on a '90s like oh cover band show day at this like suburb venue we started playing at like noon 
they're like no one's really there i'm like whatever was it an all-day fest yeah, yeah it was all day i don't i don't miss that about the scene yeah like i don't know if you guys ever went to royals uh, uh skate shop it was in lansing. oh down in tinley no. no yeah it was in lansing but like we played a couple fests and like i'm all here for the diy scene i grew up in the diy scene but when you have a fest that starts at like 11 and goes to like 10 of all local bands mm-hmm. no one will be there no. like yeah it's unless you have you're booking people with like a heavy following and i played a couple of them and i'm like I've gone through how many packs of cigarettes while I've been waiting to play. Like, oh yeah. my god, it's the worst. Or if you're that early in the day, they're like, "Oh, now you have to stay for everybody," and you're like, "Yeah, stay for the other bands." Funny. I'm just like, "How much time do you think I got?" I played like, it. I played at noon. I'm leaving. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I do not want. to I'm be going here. to take a nap. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, and unless you have like homies on the bill, you're fucked. You're yeah. Fucked. Oh, it's the worst. I uh, when I was doing that. I was singing Red Hot Chili Peppers and it was just because no one was there and I was just so tired of Red Hot Chili Peppers. My brain was like, hey, what if you just didn't know any of this anymore? Like, what if I just completely shut off and you had no (laughs) recollection of Red Hot Chili Peppers right now? And I was like, I actually prefer this. I actually like this place. I just wish it wasn't happening when I'm on stage. But I'm also going to say, hey, everybody, there's too many words in this song. I'm out. (laughs) You guys have a good time. You could do an Anthony Kiedis like circa 1985 where you just coked out on yep. stage and just dance yeah. around. And guess yeah. what? That flies. That's what, what I did. Chili poppers, what I did at noon good in the you. suburbs. Good for you, Brian. <laughs> Kill Improvising. That uh, was the worst. <laughs> well, so one off. of the last song, I mean, one of the last shows that you played prior to COVID was actually with our friend of Crooked Teeth. Oh my god, so long ago. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts to hear. Yeah. I'm like I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, it's what day on what year I played when? Yeah, it's been a long time, but that that was the last show I played pre COVID. Uh sub T downstairs with Crooked Teeth. He's a homie for sure. Tyson's a homie. Um but yeah, that was a that was a lot of fun. Um I think I Drank too much whiskey at Big Star before. Uh-oh. Um, That'll happen. Mm-hmm. But It'll I'm also a way. performer. When I drink, I, I, you know, throw a couple back before you go on stage, loosen up. And, you know, Brian, as a vocalist, you know, man. And uh, got a couple yeah. in you. You rock yeah. and roll. Yeah, you just feel it. And you're like, oh, maybe that third one wasn't the right choice. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> maybe no wonder time. why I can't remember the lyrics to this yeah. Red Hot Chili Pepper at, song. At noon. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Dude, I had a drink just to just to sing it. <laughs> just to sing it um yeah it, it it actually was at subterranean one time when i played a show and was like oh yeah the it, it, that that same idea of like playing in like a five band bill right like i'm playing mm-hmm. fourth and i had three other bands to drink through so i've been here since 6 p.m the bar opened at seven i'm drinking throughout the three other bands oh right i'm here to play it show fantastic yep. Yep. <laughs> but it's fun that's 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 part of the challenge uh i think i played or i think i was the did i open that show no i think i was the second or third performer i think there was only like four people on that bill uh and i played like second or third um but that i remember that show being super super fun just because it like not knowing that I was the the local band that was like in between us was like a straight pop punk band. I remember they covered a Fall Out Boy song, oh, yeah. and then Crooked Teeth 
uh, he went on and he was playing. It was him, a bassist, and a drummer. And it was like all pop punk shit. And like, meanwhile, I'm like in between the two of them. <laughs> and obviously, like, that's not very cohesive. Um, <laughs> but I remember being like, yo, well, this is dope because I hadn't played with like a, a full band, like a full pop punk band on the same bill for a minute. Um, so to like hear that again, uh, so to kind of answer your question, like that show might have been what kind of inspired that transformation to start. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that show was fucking, that was sick. That was a, that was a really fun time. I'm mad at Tyson. I told him I had weed and the blunt rolled up for him after, Uh-oh. and he did not pull through the crib. So Tyson, you owe me a smoke session, motherfucker. Tyson, when you hear this, there's better... fighting words. There's beef. Yeah. I'm calling you out. I'm going to have Nina text you. Cause oh, I think, she hit my line like a couple months ago. She's like, would you ever be interested in like writing with Tyson? I'm like, yeah, for sure. And then I didn't hear anything. Like God damn it. So Tyson, you owe me a songwriting session and a weed session. Yeah. And we're going to get really high and make some beautiful music. <laughs> we're getting it done. Yeah, it was, it's just a really important. Lauren's leaving? <laughs> it was just a very important. It was a very, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a very important record. That's where's the buffalo sauce. Yeah. What? I don't like buffalo sauce. I'm sorry. That's a hot take. <laughs> Do another one. Do another hey, Club, one. our new episode of Spicy Takes with our besties Action Adventure is out now on our YouTube channel. We're excited to say that for this series, Chicago based Suit Sayer Hot Sauce is our sponsor. In this episode, we feature Action Adventure's Poser Poison Hot Sauce, which includes hints of Mexican chocolate and scorpion pepper. It's sold out online, but snag a ticket to see them IRL to get a bottle of your own purple sauce. You can also obsessively refresh SuitsayerHotSauce.com until it comes back in stock on their site. While you're there, scoop up some other spicy sauces. Our next guests will include friends like Rematch, OK Cool, and more to be announced. So make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube too at YouTube.com slash EmoSocialClub. Thanks again to our friends at Suitsayer Hot Sauce. How do I want to ask this question? Uh-oh. I love sub T. And I've heard oh, no. a little bit of slander lately. And I'm like, I just want to Ooh, have a tea? moment where we yes, like, tea? Just, a, just a little bit of like, you know, I think people forget it's a punk rock venue. It's, it's, a, it's a space for like, you know, it's the last one in Wicker Park. It's small. Mm-hmm. It's good for like those up and coming bands. You know, sometimes you'll have a show on a Tuesday and it's like, yeah, just, uh, just come through on a Tuesday and see like four bands play. Or you'll have like random little shit going on. Like uh, I did see an air guitar championship there one time fantastic just a upstairs or downstairs that was upstairs it, that was upstairs it was upstairs yeah. and they were having an air guitar it was the, the championship that's where the fuck was i Thursday night. awesome it was packed and it was a great time just an absolute oh blast yeah i don't think people are fully aware that it's supposed to be a punk venue like they go there and they they like there's this expectation now of like bottom lounge or of um trying to think of like, like, like house of blues, you know, you're going to this like more upscale, larger, more, I don't want to say professional. Cause I do think the sub T like I've, I've dealt with nothing but professionalism there. And so it's like, yeah, I, I just think it's, you know, maybe it's a little bit less uh pristine. It's a little bit less like 
upscale. Like people are, are talking about it being not like as nice. Yeah, I guess. As, I, I, like, yeah, or like yeah, expecting it's fucking sub tea. Yeah, have you have you not been there? There's stickers <laughs> everywhere. It's a fucking punk venue. You get a PBR for like four dollars. Yep. Like, God, what what changed since I've left <laughs> Chicago? <laughs> I think it's just like because there are less venues, and especially like post COVID, like with where venues are at with how you know many have closed and and venues being i think just a little bit more like uh uh what's the word it's like it's like they're they're harmed by the pandemic and so we treat them like oh we need to keep them alive we need to keep them open but i think that maybe there's like another side of that where people are like yeah we're keeping you open but like you could at least improve or be better or like do something at this level. Oh, because level. there is a, a bit more limited amount of venues yeah. that acts can book at. Yeah. Okay. And I think, but I think so. It's like, like sub T booking, like different like genres outside of what I think you and I would oh, see. I think as a usual act at sub T. I think they're booking the same the same types of stuff. Like they had a uh, Goody Grace there recently. I think on actually, I think tomorrow. That's what they're. That's who's going to play there. We're recording this on a on a Tuesday. So he's playing on like the Wednesday. So if you're listening to this, you yeah. missed it. But uh, yeah, it's like Goody Grace. And um, I saw Poppy there for her first tour. Uh, so it's like a lot of like, you know, bigger name acts or acts that are like getting attention on them, kind of playing their like first little uh, first small stage, I guess, first small stage in Chicago. Um, mm -hmm. It's also just it, it, Wicker Park is just a really easy place to get to. It's right off the blue line. Uh, so if you're coming from the suburbs, if you're, you know, coming from the loop, like you're able to get there really easily. It's just so mm -hmm. convenient. But I do think that there's like that, that expectation now that you're like, well, I'm going to a venue. It should be like a nice venue. And it's like, nope, it's a punk venue. You're, you're going to have a punk rock time. Like you're yeah. going to get sweaty. You're going to be crowded around people. You're going to, you know, be close to everybody and, and gonna get gross you're gonna drink shitty beer you're gonna have yeah. shitty cocktails and like you're gonna have a great i think fucking it should time. stay that way yeah I, I honestly think that sub t has had its longevity and kind of its reputation because it is so kind of what you see is what you fucking get yeah man. like so many classic acts have gone through that venue i think that this like subterranean to me is such a staple chicago venue mm. because of its history because of its nature and you know, if there are people who are going to sub T now and saying the things that you're saying about the venue, <laughs> that's fine. You yeah. you're in Chicago. Fucking go somewhere yeah. else. Go to bottom sub T's not gonna change. Yeah, go to bottom <laughs> lounge if you got a problem. Like, you know, going back to the beginning of this, you know, Chicago has so many different avenues, and you know, if you don't like something, just Go a half mile down the road. Yeah. I'm sure you'll find what you want. Bee Kitchen's not that far, you know? You got yeah. other other opportunities. It's very yeah. uh Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know if it's just like pretension or what. Like I don't I don't know what's going on, but it does seem like you're going into like pop punk and having pop punk stuff now and then being like come to this pop punk venue uh is like is like, you know, the people who are like, I really like MGK wait why am i in this like shitty venue <laughs> like... i also i mean 
with that comparison, I think it's because it's probably falling on new ears mm-hmm. and ears that are used to going to House of Blues. You know, the demographic of because it's that shift, right? Like we talked about earlier, that shift of it's attracting new fans that might be seen as mainstream, mm-hmm. might be seen as a little bit more normal call them what you want i hate that word yeah um, i get you though but like the normies you know the the normies are kind of catching on and i feel like with the types of bands that attract that kind of newer crowd going to a venue like that like i would hope that it wouldn't be culture shock because to me that's just your shelter you need to go to a punk venue take a three dollar <laughs> shot of whiskey and drink a shitty beer yeah, you do. and like see a local band like that is the the part of the city that is important mm-hmm. and we need to keep preserve that you know so uh, it's good for the venue because i think that kind of solidifies its uniqueness and its history um and yeah i think those people are also exposed to what i think all three of us are normalized to mm-hmm. right and so for us it's like yeah i'm just going to another show at sub t you know it I is feel, what it is i feel like it's so like egregious for somebody to keep complaining about it and then still go to those like events <laughs> <keep> too <laughs> and it's like okay you have the free will to not come here like i go to we literally just I, said that we're just like just go somewhere else go like point. fucking leave <laughs> like i i go to venues i absolutely hate but you know what if it's a band or artist i really enjoy i'm i'll just deal with it yeah you and go then there move for the on music? from there But I think it's also similarly like when I started to go back to shows and like when I saw All Time Low, both at their Bottom Lounge Lala show and at Lala, there were so many people there that are like, this is a TikTok band. And when the crowd tried to get more like rowdy and amped up, people were like freaking out because they Mm. weren't exposed to it because they're a bunch of people who don't traditionally listen too like all time low and i realized that too because i was in the pit pretty close for mgk at riot fest and there was a girl she's like i'm sorry that i'm pushing you and i said i've been in so many pits why are you apologizing (laughs) and she looked at me like with fear in her eyes and i'm like girl where have you been i will hit you what are you talking about right now i'm gonna be sorry but i'm not gonna say it do you know where you are all right, cut cut that all. Brian, right, make the note. If you come to a Carlos show, I want you to mosh. I want you to crowd set. Yep. I want you to take your fucking van skate highs, wrap them around your throat, and jump off the oh <laughs> Like, I don't give a shit. If you come to a Carlos show, you're there to have fun. Like, it, you might get kicked in the face, but that's the nature of the Me music. That way like, we're there to have so fun. Shows. Pick up your friends when they fall it down. It builds character. You know, don't be an asshole, but like... Yeah, that's just that's nutty to me. That's like you're going to a rock show. Like you realize that, you know, going to a rock show in 2021 versus like just five, ten years ago, like it's it got fucking soft. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, like it's, it's when, soft. <laughs> I, when I was watching 303 at Riot Fest, granted, I know they're so early in the day, but me being a 303 I was enthusiast. I was there. Hell yeah. was and when they played Punk Bitch, which is my favorite 303 song, I lost it. And I asked a nice tall guy, he's like, can you please crowd surf me? He said, um, I, we shouldn't be doing that here. And I told him to go fuck himself. Um, because I, I was like, you, do yeah. you know where you are? Say it. Say I it am- how it is. <laughs> I am all about (laughs) inclusivity, but if you don't want to come into our area and space and like, (coughs) not like assimilate, but just be aware and like indulge yourself in like this, like rock ideology and like culture, 
then you're ruining it for everybody else. And I literally do not want you there. And I'm going to be your worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, a thousand percent. <laughs> and it's like, if you don't, that uh, with bigger festivals like that, like I, I can understand how, you know, for some people it might be, I'm not used to this. I'm not used to going to these types of shows. Like maybe I ended up at a stage watching a band that like I'm enjoying, but I don't understand the culture and the crowd that I'm in. Right. And so it's almost kind of, I feel since all three of us are on the same page here, it's almost kind of on our shoulders to educate those mm -hmm. people who don't really get to. And that's something as an artist that I've always done. It's like, you know, if you want to push, you want to mosh, you want to shove, crowd surf, whatever, uh, like have fun, but realize like this will be happening. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel comfortable, you're more than welcome to go side stage where you'll enjoy a performance more rather than having to worry about getting belted in the fucking mouth. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't like you don't just go to a Nakaloo show and expect to be like, oh yeah, like this <laughs> oh, is God. calm and like uh, relaxing. You know what I mean? Like you show. expect to go to right? a Nakaloo show with <laughs> the anticipation that you are going to break some part yeah. of your body. Even black. Yeah, I got That's my dentist it. on fucking speed dial after the show. Like, hey, I got three crowns that need to get put in because I went in the pit <laughs> during fucking Oblivion's Peak, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I, I understand what you're saying. Like, you know, when you're in that crowd and just kind of they're not used to the shoving, they're not used to the moshing, like at least they're kind of being kind about it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it's like I've always said that, you know, if I go up or, you know, I kick someone in the face while I'm going up or stage diving like i'm so sorry i did not mean to hit you but this is gonna fucking happen mm -hmm. yeah like i mean like really stop i take off dive. my you glasses at a certain time whenever i'm in a pit because i'm like i'm gonna hurt myself and i Smart. cannot break my glasses because yeah. i cannot see <laughs> and then it, nobody's gonna have a good time i, I went mainly with brian i was like brian guide me everywhere i can't see yep yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, I remember growing up and going to Warp Tour, and it's like, I would, like, always specifically take out my plugs because I knew as soon as I got into that hot, sweaty, 120-degree pit, mm -hmm. uh, these brand-new $50 plugs I just bought before the set, they will be gone, mm -hmm. you know? So it's kind of the experience of knowing what you're getting yourself into. Um, so, again, you know, educate those people. Help them kind of understand that when you go to sub T and you expect it to be this nicer uppity venue, you're not going to get that. If you do go in the pit, you know what you're kind of risking. Mm -hmm. But as an artist myself, that's where I kind of also want to be like, hey, we're bringing this back. We're maintaining this energy. We're going to keep this a part of rock music of the scene, you know, because a, a big MO of mine that I want to push forward with my music as well is that, you know, we live in such uh not to get on a philosophical rant or anything like that. Hey, go for but, it. But you know, <laughs> we're we're a society that is fueled by immediate gratification. Mm -hmm. We're a society that has to adapt to all of these new changing societal norms and adaptations, you know. Uh all the changing different cogs that we're dealing with, you know, it, it's something that we need to be cognizant of, but not stray away from, you know, what's fact. Mm. And, you know, with, with my music, it's like, I want to push forward that image of, you know, love, acceptance, you know, like I, I want all the positive things that come with my music and going to see live music, but at the same time, 
kind of keeping that punk attitude, keeping that punk at energy, you know, where you are expected to mosh when you come to my show. You're expected to do all of those things that if you open up a history book, you see it in pictures, you see it ingrained in live videos of bands, you know, from the inception of whatever you want to call punk music, but kind of keeping that alive and keeping that, you know, as this, our scene kind of progresses into the mainstream, again, sprinkling in that education to be like, okay, this is merging, but <laughs> these are the things that you expect if you're going to make that merge, you know? Yeah. And it's like the blonde white girl, Stephanie, who's at MGK and I'm fucking throwing bows during forget me too. Yep. It's like, I'm not really gonna like, I, I feel bad if I clock you in the nose, but like, Again, this is punk. I Welcome literally tried to start. Right? I, I tried to start a mini pit during Forget Me Too, and like absolutely nobody except Girl, our friends that I was with, with were like into it. They're like, "Stop, stop throwing yourself!" I'm like, "Aren't you having a good time to this extent?" <laughs> yeah, hundred oh, percent. I uh, I was listening to a podcast recently about a girl who grew up in the area where Blink One Eighty Two is from. And when they started their like fashion of like, you know, the, the, the shorts and the dickies and all that kind of shit, uh, that was like just the fashion that they were all doing in that area. And then when they got popular, everybody started copying that. And she very ironically said, my culture is not your costume. And oh I'm like God. thinking that the same way of like, dude, you're like, oh, I it's, it's, it's kind of like the Avril Lavigne issue of like, all these girls or, or or kids who like really liked Avril Lavigne, but more because of the pop end of things, and then end yeah. up like coming to shows that are like not Avril Lavigne show, or like go to an MGK show and like the punk kids like it, and all of a sudden they're trying to do the same things. It's like no, this is like the culture though. This is what it is, and it's not just like you can show up and not be a part of it. Like you have to understand like in in any other way like this is the culture of this if we went to a fucking like pop show yeah well honestly i'd probably try to start a pit there too <laughs> like yeah i mean when i saw kim petras at lincoln hall i was like "Ooh, what do oh, i do goodness. i was yeah. like fight or yeah. flight and so like i started throwing arms and my friends like lizzie you can't do that i'm like i know but i don't what do i do yeah. <laughs> like edm shows there are pits i i mean i've i've mostly just done oh, like Jesus. you know the jumping up and down with your hand in the air which is like pretty Hands common up. I fucking love EDM shows. Like they're just a bunch of lights and people acting really weird. It's great. Hey, side note with EDM, I so moving out to Denver, it being the base capital of the world, mm -hmm. I didn't know that EDM was still a thing. Because mm -hmm. to my knowledge, being an artist from Chicago, EDM was kind of dead mm -hmm. unless you're like a 17 year old kid from Naperville. Yeah. And I saw <laughs> I, like, I saw Zed's dead. Yeah. I, I wasn't I, in, I wasn't into it. I have friends but like, from 17 Naperville. I, yeah. I saw Zed's dead at Aragon Ballroom a couple of years ago and my ass left with the group that I came with. Cause like I mean they were my age a little bit older, but like we were in the pit and like everyone's doing the fucking barricade, mm -hmm. fucking swing, womp 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 and shit. But I like I looked around and I was like, all oh, these kids are like 16, 17. I just feel really out of my element. Maybe I took too much Molly, but like, <laughs> this is not the vibe I'm used to. Like, cause I, I, I love EDM. I respect uh, all, if not most genres. Um, and yeah, it's just with EDM, there is a giant, it's very well and alive mm -hmm. out in Denver still. Wow. Everyone's still very heady. There's a lot of <laughs> what the, actually the first show that I went to uh, when I came out here, 
um, was Manic Focus at Mission Ballroom. Okay. And he's like an EDM kind of like groovier, like within the realm of like Grizz Grammatic type shit. Mm. Um, but yeah, the first show I went to as soon as I moved out here was an EDM show. And I'm like, this is still a thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're here. I'm assuming I just it's know, older, uh, older people then at least. The scene is sick. It's not what the scene was at Aragon Ballroom the night I went. <laughs> okay. It's very everyone like because the, the drug scene out here is like you know it's a lot friendlier. People know what they're getting. You know, like the heavy population mm -hmm. of Chicago. You don't have to worry about you know like who you're buying off of. Sure. Like, side note, kids, drugs out in Denver. They're great. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, sick. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a dope scene out here. It's not the same EDM scene. I was just very very much in shock when I first moved out here <laughs> and realized that it was still very prevalent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I came home for my birthday. I went to Riot Fest, and everything my shockers realigned. Yeah. We were back back to normal. <laughs> so. I've been getting a lot of weird like EDM rave TikTok on our like emo social Good. club TikTok account, and I'm like, what do I do with this? Cause I have the same like predisposition about EDM out here too. Still, like I listen to trance mm -hmm. and house music, and I like techno. I love house music, but like Great. I listen to it to like calm down and to like go to sleep because it's very soothing to me. As chaotic as that sounds, you listen to house and trance music to go to sleep. Absolutely, I do. <laughs> you are one of a kind, Lizzie. I can't relate. I cannot relate. But I'm it's always like, like, there's there's some artists that <laughs> I really like coming through. And I'm like, oh, I'd love to go. But I'm like, is it just going to be a bunch of kids? And are people just going to be on like copious amounts of drugs? And I'm going to be sitting there like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, guess what? If you want to go experience that show, fuck it. Buy a ticket. Go to the show. Go for the music. Right? That's why I think we all love music. We like going to see. Fuck what the crowd is. Just go see the music. Yep. You can vibe but, with it. It's good. I mean, if I, yeah, I've been to shows where I'm literally the single idiot on the dance floor <laughs> that everyone at the bar is probably like, what the fuck did that? Take? <laughs> yep. And it's like, at the end of the day, I'm there for a good time. I'm there to see the performance. I'm there for the artists. If I vibe and dance along and look like a moron, I am a moron. Judge me. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go and have some fun. So it's, you need that one person that's on the dance floor to get everybody else onto the dance floor. And right. It, I, it's not going to be me. It never is me. I'm not. <laughs> we have to bully Brian to, to get him. Onto you need to the play the floor. good shit. I was at a wedding over the weekend and they played like a bunch of the, like the old people and the kids music, like all the family music. They played that at the beginning, you know, more of like the 60s, 70s, uh, the wedding classics, stuff. the yeah, wedding classics, right? the wedding classics around 9 PM. It's just, Ticked, ticked a different switch, and all of a sudden, it's all pop punk, break stuff by no. Limp Bizkit, a bunch of EDM, some, some like, yeah, it's like everything. And all the family left, a bunch of the olds left. The olds. Yeah, the olds. Everyone's like in their 20s and 30s, and we are going the fuck off. That sounds like a wonderful night. Mm -hmm. I hope you enjoyed that experience. That's... Moshing at a wedding in suits to break stuff is like... I think it's every wedding from now on. I don't think that there's a different Legally, type of every wedding, wedding you can have. Yeah. I've dreamed of having and my girlfriend and I have talked about just having a rock and roll wedding, you know? Like it doesn't why why do I have to play the YMCA oh, and like don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith at a yep. wedding? You know, like those let's just have a rock and roll that wedding. That isn't our yeah, shit. Right, right? That's not yeah. for yeah. us. It's, it's beyond I want to get I want my first dance with my mother to be like 
dance dance by fall out. oh my god <laughs> you know like that would be so like, sick like mom i, I need you to learn the pete wentz dance at the end of this yeah. otherwise yeah, we're gonna have exactly. a problem you're gonna embarrass yourself and i can't <laughs> let you do that at my wedding I'm going to walk down the aisle with the deer horns from shooting yes. down, down, you know? Yes. It's going to be an Uno reverse. Instead of the your your girlfriend or wife to be having the flower crown with the antlers, it's actually you. I'm so down. <laughs> like, that's... Push the boundaries. Fuck it up, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm saying, always like, here. I'm always here for it. It's for you. It's not for everybody else. It's like, when you look back at these pictures, when you're, when you're old and you have kids or showing them off like what are you going to be excited about it's like yeah i really liked fall out boy and like our wedding was fall out boy themed and it was fucking oh my legit God, could you imagine dude i can and i want to my would you sit at the mania table you would sit at the mania. no fuck that shit. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend wouldn't be down for any of this and i'm like well whatever you know we'll see what happens when we start planning stuff and i just slip you know, some extra cash to the planner and go. It's got to be strategic. You know, like, what if there were antlers, though? I'm waiting. You, you need to cut this out of the, the interview so she doesn't see it. I'm just editing know? it. There you it's, go. It's got, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm really surprised yeah, that there's, like, not, like, some, like, email pop punk, like, wedding planner that has come to fruition yet. I right. am in, like, all of the networking groups <laughs> for, like, pop yeah, punk, hey, everything. Hey, hey, guys. <laughs> Do you want to start a real wild thing when none of us are engaged <laughs> yeah, at yeah, all? Right? That's a, that's a great business strategy, though. You know, Higher again, up. like our demographic, we're getting older, and that, like, I don't think we realize that we have control of the mainstream. Yeah. Like, why the fuck do I have to listen to NBA YoungBoy when I can't understand a goddamn thing that he's <laughs> saying? When I get like, you know, like we control kind of what will be passed down, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna fucking play all-time lows ep for my child hell yeah let's them. go <laughs> i will i'm gonna put i have my vinyl player like you bet your ass i'm gonna plop homesick down on that bitch right before we go to sleep <laughs> like you know i made a wax layer that's your good night song i got you <laughs> you know like that that's what i'm stoked for is you know kind of carrying on and implementing what we know and love and i think that the biggest part of where music's at nowadays too is that big nostalgia factor mm -hmm. yeah right like we love it because it's nostalgic because it sounds kind of familiar and takes us back to that specific time and place. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm stoked. We can have some pop punk weddings. I pop think it's legit. Like a it's good a good business, business idea. It is the most niche business idea. But if you learn anything from any business 101 class, is to find something that is so heart wrenchingly niche. Yeah. And you will grow it to a significant amount of people. If you, if you find that wedding planner, please email me. Actually, yeah. it's gonna become us. It's gonna, be it's us. gonna become it's gonna us. Be us. Emo social Smart. wedding planner. Our, our, Jesus it. Christ. <laughs> Honestly, got run with that. Yeah. I fully endorse it and we'll book out ASAP there we once go. a business outline has been. See, created. we're a multimedia empire, which includes event booking. Entertainment seven twenty. <laughs> <laughs> God, I <laughs> oh man but, okay who's aziz oh i'm i'm definitely <laughs> who gets to be aziz? my hair yeah. <laughs> being tall loud being call people that loud. J, j shot <laughs> dillo shot oh my god lost with cash hey listener guess what we got merch in our store emosocialclub.com slash merch you can check it out now we got some tank tops for the summer 
Uh, we got new new metal logo, a new new metal logo, go go go, and it's uh, it's kind of a '90s new metal vibe that also comes in a tank top, and we got a tank top that says "Suns Out, Stay Inside," which you know you're emo, you don't go out in the sun. It's bright and it's hot. EmoSocialClub.com/store. Check them out. Get them. All purchases go to help us just make more merch, get more cool stuff. You're helping us out. We're helping you out. Showing off your sleeves, showing off your arms if you don't want sleeves. Check it out. EmoSocialClub.com slash store. Okay. Oh, okay. Speaking of trending topics, have you guys watched Squid Game? Yes. Have watched Squid Game. Yes. God damn it. We're so, I'm, I'm so far behind. Everyone's we about started... to have spoiler alerts part, potentially. I know. Well, after the whole Instagram meltdown yesterday, yeah. Yeah. I got back on today and I'm scrolling through my feed. And of course, there's X, Y, and Z of these new memes yep. of Squid Game. And like, I tried three nights ago. I was cooking dinner and I'm sitting on the couch with my girlfriend. I'm like, we need to start Squid Game. Because yep. everyone at work, we're talking about it. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Or what, yep. like, what, what is this little orange disc shit? Yep. Like, and so, yeah, I was cooking dinner. We started watching it. And then I was like... I saw Parasite. I know where this could potentially go. Mm. Maybe let's wait after. And then we ended up falling asleep. So uh, that's that's high on my to-do list. But you got to do it. I will, Real big I will plot twist weekend. coming for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just one season, yeah? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. it. I think it's just like that one. They the, they leave it where <coughs> maybe, but probably not. It would be ruined if they did, in my opinion. But it, it leaves it open. Yeah. They will. There's no. There's yeah. no the way that you're gonna be the most watched. Yeah, of all it's time. a similar like cliffhanger to like if you watch uh, HBO's Watchmen, how they left that off at the end. It's like okay. I did not see Watchmen. Uh, no. All right. Oh, that two, one's also good. You got two good. things on your list. Yeah, you two. You two do not get me started. I'm the worst at watching TV shows. Oh, trust me, I am movies. too. No. I. I don't. Squid Game. I is just like the watched. First my girlfriend thing. just made me watch Little Mermaid for the first time. Wait, oh what? my god! <laughs> like, what? bro, like I'm not. I'm Excuse dead ass. Me? Like I had never seen Cinderella, Snow White. Like I don't watch movies. Like y'all, you never. Like, your, your parents ever just plot them on as a as a child to yeah. say here's some wholesome Disney content? I guess not. You ever played uh, Kingdom Hearts to like just know like sort no, of the backstory? Never played Kingdom Hearts. Had a lot of friends at the. I was at, growing up. I was you know I was into playing guitar and practicing guitar and you know we were never a big movie or tv show family and so like my parents worked a bunch i have an older sister but she was always away at school so you know lo and behold here's little angsty carlo in the basement trying to learn <laughs> master of puppets on guitar yeah, okay. looking at tab and shit oh you know and so i never really until i got to college and it was made apparent to me that i need to be a lot more cultured in media <laughs> that's when i started you know watching movies and tv and shit but in my upbringing not not a very prevalent part so one of the play catch up ASAP. one of the biggest pieces of advice because i also don't have a lot of time to watch anything like watching squid game was a very rare occurrence for me to watch a whole anything is to just research the basics of it and then you can get away with anything in conversation because you mm -hmm. know like this is the basic plot this is whoever's in it this is the so context wrong, around though. it but you can get through and you can think people think you know what's going on but you don't <laughs> i mean spark notes got me through college See, it's the same thing. Degrees, so same thing if i can read a wikipedia plot that you know that's not lizzie thank you for your advice <laughs> <laughs> i watch so much shit 
period. I also watch way too much stuff on like YouTube analyzing the shit that I watch. If I could tell you how many minutes I've wasted on the explained videos, yes. oh, uh, YouTube, <laughs> YouTube theories about Marvel movies oh, no. and TV shows. I have watched so many of those, bro. I feel you a thousand percent. See? Yep. Yep. I, but what I love about them is the way that they like kind of explain storytelling and like you see like, especially as a songwriter, uh, I'm sure you can relate. And as like, you know, we write scripts for YouTube videos, we write scripts for podcasts or whatever we're doing is like, you need to know how to tell a story that like impacts somebody. And it's insane well, how you can like then identify it when you're watching something. And like, you can really like, like Squid Game is a really good opportunity to dive deep and go like, I'm seeing so much here about like character development where like why I'm supposed to like this guy who I'm kind of hating, like why I'm starting to hate this guy that I'm supposed to like side with all these kind of yep. things. And like the character development and the way, it, the way it builds, it's like, I love this shit. And like, if it's not for those YouTube series. If it's not for all that, it's like, I wouldn't be able to appreciate uh, this, this show about children's games and uh, murder. And, yeah gives you that depth that you don't have you know it kind of gives you a little it's bit big, more like, about the storytelling um, it's big like high school film 101 <laughs> when you look back at it or like if you ever took like a screenwriting class mm -hmm. or like just any type of like media like cultural criticism class because they'll like break it down like that i'm like mm -hmm. why am i doing a film analysis i'm not a film bro and it's like no way yeah, right? <laughs> it everything it's in everything those YouTube holes get, they can get pretty dark and deep, man. Yeah. They're dangerous. Yeah, that's them. how They're you get dangerous. into weird conspiracy theories. Then you're going to be like, wait a second. I have to stop. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. See, I don't watch a lot of TV or movies, but a YouTube hole, I mean, yeah. that's just, that's like a vortex. Uh, they get spiraled down quick. <laughs> before we wrap it up, and uh, uh, I don't know if we have, a, we might have a last question for you too, but before we wrap it up, uh, go ahead and throw out your plugs where everybody can find you on the internet, where everybody can stream uh, the music and all that good stuff. Oh God. Uh, so I think everything on my social should be at C R L O triple underscore. It's been so difficult to lock that in as a handle yeah. on everything. So <laughs> we're rocking with the triple underscore until we can, uh, get some extra money to just buy those, mm -hmm. uh, you know, those accounts. So everything should be at, uh, C R L O triple underscore my name is carlo i want to thank brian and lizzie for having me <laughs> on email social podcast um yeah you can follow me twitter instagram um let's see spotify apple music the same shit see i feel like i'm on stage in the local pop you gotta do it follow my check out my merch check out my no. um, <laughs> table in the back there. yeah talk to schmoopy yeah. hang out after uh after the show make sure, make sure you tip them merch. you know <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah youtube all of that good shit um you guys can expect to see a lot more this year i've got uh, a couple new singles and music videos on the way uh, to follow up kiss the concrete so we're gonna keep it rocking for you guys and keep that traction going uh, so you'll hear from me very very soon um i mostly post on my instagram so if you guys want to stay active on the social follow me at carlo c-r-l-o for any new listeners that might have made it through this hour with me uh it is carlo not carlo Carlos. There's no S. There's no S in <laughs> my name. Uh, and it, for any of you guys wondering as well, that is my middle name. My first name is Danny, but please call me Carlo if you wish. Um, but yeah, uh, follow me, C-R-L-O, on everything. 
Um, so thank you guys. Of yeah, of course. So when can we expect date wise, if you can give it out these new singles? Ooh, let's see. Uh, I, there should be a fall banger on the way. Uh, music video uh, pending. Um, it's going to be a little bit more kind of truer to the pop punk sound. Um, I, I call it my first single, but Kiss of Concrete um, was a little bit more on the heavier sound of the things that I am planning on doing. So there's a little bit more of a sweet melodic uh, songwriting and fun surprise on the way. Um, but yeah, you guys could probably look somewhere in November, uh, tail end of November for that guy to drop. Um, again, music video pending, doing a lot of back and forth at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, expect some singles, some music videos, a lot more promo shoots, um, maybe a couple collaborations on the way. The, uh, Tyson ever clock is right. it's a, Tyson, <laughs> yeah, the Tyson beef is here. The beef is here and it's not even mean beef. It is nice. <sighs> not beef. even mean beef. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's great. It's beef, refreshing. So. Refreshing. It's, beef. it's a nice, <laughs> Yeah, right. It's a nice marbled piece of wagyu beef <laughs> waiting for uh, you to, you know, like a fresh, join us, right? A fresh gulp right? Of Brian beef. understands it. See, Brian understands it. Tyson, please hit my line. Tyson. Like I have, We're going to cut this out and put it on TikTok and like Twitter and tag yeah. Tyson and be like, hey, Bro, if you guys follow hey, me on bestie. TikTok, I will dead ass close my laptop and make a call out TikTok to Tyson. Hell yeah. Do it. No, we are on TikTok. Done. Because I would love to do a song with Cro Crooked Teeth. I, I think have, that'd like, be sick. I know he's been like trying to collaborate with a bunch of people. I think you mm -hmm. guys would like fucking bang it. Yeah, um, I think we'd have a very good time. So if you want to make some forever bangers, bro, hit my line. Let me know what's up. We'll make it happen. Um, uh, well, yeah, I hope so. Carlo, Emo Social Club been, collab. Emo Social Club <laughs> collab. This has been just such an easy conversation. I am so happy, so pleased. Uh, uh, I Hey, same to you guys. Yeah. Uh, so if you're listening, because we're not streaming this, so I can't tell it to chat, uh, <laughs> go check out Carlo and everything. We'll have all the links, of course, uh, linked in the description if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to the pod. Uh, if you uh, listen to the music and you like it, drop a comment. Let them know. Let us know. Let us know what you thought of the episode. You got to drop it somewhere. Got to let people know. We thrive on your feedback. So you know help us thrive <laughs> help them thrive please means. living <laughs> be a good living, person <laughs> breathing 30 flirty and thriving 30 right, flirty and thriving 34 are you 30 i'm no, 34 I'm, <laughs> I'm 34 yeah, I'm 26 30, so yeah there you go <laughs> I'm, I'm dying uh carla thank you again awesome thank you guys for having yeah. me so much uh check out the music video keep keep your ears uh Peeled, eyes peeled, ears peeled. I'll Sorry. peel my ears. Uh, yeah, peel your ears, peel your peel eyes. Peel it for the dedication, uh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> more singles, more content coming on the way. You know, some music you can play for your mom. Actually, don't play my music for your mom. Maybe she'll hate it. Who knows? But unless you got a cool mom, get a Pop cool mom. Yeah, unless you got only. a really fucking cool mom. Yeah. Pop punk um, mom doing the Pete One Stance Dance on the wedding floor. Got yes, it. maybe mom will do dance dance at my first mother son dance at my wedding. I really hope so. I'm holding out on that. I love it. I cool. love it so much. Well, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you. Check out Kiss of Concrete. It's out now. Uh, music video on YouTube. Uh, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, man. Cool. Oh, yeah. Thanks for much for tuning in, guys, for another episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. We're getting back into the swing of things where we get a little bit more settled. So don't worry, November we're getting our shit back together. Don't worry about it. But thank you so much for sticking around with us. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. 
let us know what you're feeling. Five stars only. Any other harsh critiques, take it to Twitter at XEMOSocialClubX. Until then, I'm Lizzie. I'm Brian. Again, it's not the same thing. And you know what? We'll just catch you later. Bye.